Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome, folks, and thanks for joining us tonight. This is Executive Coaching, Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. I'm here with my partner, Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey, and we're going to be talking about companies tonight that are a little bit scary, a little bit on the scary side. Rich and I do a lot of consulting with people who are changing jobs and working to uh, get into new positions and, you know, upgrade themselves as employees or sometimes even upgrade themselves as leaders. So we have talked, I'll bet you we literally, Rich, have talked to hundreds and hundreds of these people going through this process of change and helping them to work things out and get themselves prepared in a better position to take on new employment as well as leadership positions. And so, so one of the things we, we, we've noticed is that oftentimes they come out of organizations or companies where they really just didn't fit. It wasn't working for them. And part of that disconnect is there are these things that we, we started talking about, these companies out there that we call, you know, company Zs. They're just zombie companies. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a strange kind of thing. And you don't feel much relationship. You don't feel much communication. It's just People are showing up to do whatever it is they're going to do. And the, the executive team and the upper management are kind of all in it for themselves. But there's not a whole lot of relationship and working together in those kind of companies. Tell us a little bit about you've had some experiences in that yourself. Talk about that. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> Corporation Z, Company Z, you know, we all know them. They're the ones that you see they go from their their workplace, uh, their workstation, whether that's a cubicle or out on a production floor or, or anywhere, and they just, you know, they just it, they saunder off to the break room and turn and go back, and there's no life, and, uh, you know, and that they're really marking the days that they get to take their next days off, use that PTO, or they're crewing that, and that's the biggest thing about what they, they go to work for. And you can feel it. It's, it's a company that, you know, may or may not have paid people well enough that they are wanting to stick around. But at the same time, you know, they're just biding their time till they get out of there and find something different. And it's a, it's a palpable feeling. It's a palpable feeling. Um, you know, these are the same companies. And it's ironic because the same companies you find these zombie employees you're going to find senior leadership that has siloed, you know, their little kingdoms around themselves, you know, filled that with, you know, a group of people that they feel is going to 
you know, do everything that they would want them to do versus having a group of people around them that are willing to give feedback with a leadership that's willing to give feedback. And, and it's, that's where the problems lie. It's, you've got senior leadership that's trying to go for the next big title change with, with silos and, and people below them that are just, you know, in the organization that are just going through the motions, you know, punching the clock and, and, and going home, you know, the ones that are sucking down two or three Red Bulls a day just to get quitting time. Yeah, I mean, the, the comic strip Dilbert is yeah. kind of all about that kind of place. The Office, the TV series Office was kind of, they weren't so doggone funny. I mean, you know, the comic strip and the, and the TV series, it would be sad. It would just simply be a sad place to go. And and actually, as you said, it's palpable. When you and I have walked into those kind of organizations, it's almost painful to be there. Yes. You just feel sorry. It's kind of got this depressed, this low energy about it all. And it's just like you said, man, it's, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know why you feel bad, but you just feel bad. And and you talk to people in the organization and they're just kind of getting by and doing what they can to hold their head above water and talk to leadership. And leadership just seems to be completely numb to what's going on. They don't seem to care at all. They're just like, oh, we're doing just great here. And yet they and they just they don't see it. They don't get it. So what can people do? I mean, what is it that they can do as they, they start looking at themselves and seeing where they are? And in particular, what can leaders do if they do decide to care, if they do decide to say, we can't do this anymore. We got to change this. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what, for these leaders, a clue to assessing your organizations, the strength and the health of your organization's culture is, is there a lighthearted feel about things? And I don't mean everybody's, you know, joking or running around, but is, is there a heavy feeling or is there a lighthearted feeling? Um, culture starts from the very top. Starts from the very top. We talked about this a lot of times, and it takes a lot of courage for that leader at the top to continue to make these changes in the organization, to get the feedback that, you know, and be open to this feedback and, and continue to, to lead an organization that includes its, its people. That, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. Um, have you ever gone down uh, the hallway to someone's office and you felt like you were trespassing? Have you ever gone down, you know, into senior leadership or someplace that, you know, it's outside of the realm that you normally go, but you need to go, you know, do some business or whatever there. Do you feel like you're trespassing? Do you need or to have a note? Do you want? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you have to have, you know, a really good excuse for being there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, or here's another thing. Have you ever had you're you're having all these meetings where you're inviting these people to your meetings, or on the flip side, or you're going to these meetings that you've been invited to, and that's it. They're they're looking for numbers. They want to get you know the latest update on you know yesterday's numbers or today's numbers or last week's numbers, and you know how we can improve these numbers, and that's it. And then you're not you're not allowed to reach out to them anymore beyond that. It's done. When that meeting's done, you know, Teams turns off or, you know, it's, it's everybody walks out of the boardroom, are, are you done? But on the flip side, are your people, do you have people that are willing to approach you? Are you approachable? Are you in the present? Are you there vigilant 
and in the present with your organization? Are you are you working on a mindset of duty to your company versus a mindset of entitlement? Yeah, you know, which is a really important uh, deal. And you know, it's 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 interesting that you can feel this. And I'm going to give you, let me give you an example real quick, Michael, of a company. And we've done this, man. We've walked into companies before. And you can see right off the bat what happens, you know, even before we walk in the front doors, you can tell what the culture of that place is going to be like. Um, you know, look at the front, look at the parking lot. How is everything situated? You know, is there... Um, before you walk in the front door or before you walk in the employee entrance or do anything like that, you know, what is there? Is it, a, is it a welcome feeling? When you walk through that front door and you go into that, that lobby or the, you know, the front where the receptionist is, what kind of greeting do you get? Is there even a receptionist there? We walked into a place, Michael, do you remember that? And we sat there and it was, you know, it's like walking into a museum it was a big open area with this desk against this wall. And, Finally, someone from up the stairs come down and, and yelled at us from down the stairs. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah, do you remember that time? I mean, that was, you know, what's what's? I mean, that that's very telling of what the culture of that organization is. Um, Just the fact that do you feel welcome when you walk in? Yes. Yes. Are, are they glad to see you? Are they happy that you're there? That they can now find out what it is that they can do for you. I mean, if they're like, oh, here comes somebody else coming up. Oh, and you just kind of feel that sense of oppressiveness about it. I remember walking in one company, it was like, they and they just changed. They just changed the reception. They were one previously, it was actually pretty good and friendly. The new one was like, grief, I feel like, I'm sorry, I'm here. What? I, let me, I, I should just turn around and leave. I mean, I'm disturbing you there at the desk of being the receptionist. I mean, yes. it was like, you know, the opposite of friendly and warm. She was like, you know. <sighs> yep. Are, are, are you going to get with, with rock salt from a shotgun on your way out the front door? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there really is this whole thing. Well, let, let's take a look at this idea. Number one, I, I, because we have dealt with, again, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of people. If you're in one of those kind of companies, you, I'll tell you, invariably, I bet you 99% of the time, the guy, the gals, guys and gals that are working there think, if I can just hang on long enough to just, you know, this much, I can make the money and get something else going, then I can leave. It never happens. They always let you go before you're ready to go. And now they thought, geez, I should have left sooner. And that, 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 that. Yeah. You know, be serious about it. You know, take a look around. This is in a lot of places right now throughout the country. They need workers. They are desperately down on the workers that they need. So the opportunities are really, really interesting. This is another podcast we had to do. What are the opportunities? Because things are so good. What are the opportunities for employees and also for employers? Because yes. I think some changes are going to be coming up. The other thing is this: if you're a leader. You talked about being, you know, being more accessible, being more there, greeting people. And that's one of the things I think is a big deal is if you feel like when you're going to talk to the, your boss or your boss's boss or whatever, if they look like they are judging you rather than attempting to connect with you and work with you, that is a huge sign. If you're feeling judged, shamed, assessed in negative ways, get the heck on out of there. 
if you are one of those people that are in leadership positions and you feel like you're judging people, that you have to find out what's wrong with them or what are they doing here and all that kind of stuff, man, that is a huge tell on you that you are doing your job. What you're doing is you're protecting your own backside rather than finding out what can I do with you for, to help you with your job so that everything is going to start getting better for everybody here. If And you need to be an honest person about that because always, always those kind of companies end badly. The ship's going down. You know it. You're just hoping that you can stand there long enough before all the life, you know, boats are gone and there's no place for you. That's the hope. But that, is that really the way you want to live out your life? Is that really the kind of career that you want? Is that how you want to spend your days? You know, that these mm -hmm. these people that you're, that you're talking about have the wrong focus. They're focusing on the wrong things. They're focused on themselves or focused on their personal careers or focused on their own personal image. They're focused on, you know, the imposter syndrome. Someone's going to find me out. Mm -hmm. that I really don't have the skills that I say I do. And that's fine. Let someone help you with those. We're not, you know, that's what a leader does. A leader surrounds himself with people better than he is or she is. That's where you, you surround yourself with a group of people that are honest and, and driven and have the ability, and, uh, the ability to give you feedback openly, um, which is really a, a clue. Here's the other thing to this zombie, this Corporation Z. Now, we've talked about this a, a lot, uh, how the stress levels and the feeling of you're not welcome or wanted. You are just a, a, a name on, you know, in a, a you know, on, on the, the payroll system. A necessity. Meat on the floor, as you say. Yeah. This carries over. This leaves. This doesn't this doesn't turn off when they leave work. It carries into their personal life carries into their family, carries into uh, those around them and limits, truly limits their ability to progress because it becomes something. And I'll tell you what, I've seen it. I've been there. You, you dread, you know, you dread Mondays, Sundays, you know, instead of having this weekend that you're going to be able to relax if you have a Monday, you know, Monday through Friday schedule or whatever your schedule may be, that day before you have to go back, you you dread it. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I got, you know, you're literally counting the hours. Your sleep is disrupted. Um, you know, when you finally get to work, it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, it's Monday again, I've got a whole week of this. Uh, you know, it carries over, it carries to home and you know, and that that feeling that count comes back continues to build on that. You know, it continues to get heavier. The sediment, it, you know, you're creating a lot of sediment is what it's doing. And that sediment keeps settling and settling until the point where, you know, the machine breaks down. Yeah, it's burying you. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. So get out. Do something different if you're an employee in those kind of positions and those kind of companies. If you're a leader... Take an honest assessment of yourself. I like that idea that if you're being selfish, you really can't be a person who is serving, serving in the position that you are, serving those that work there in the business on your team. Get out of yourself. And part of the deal here is this. This is one of the challenges that we have as people who are uh, developing leadership. That's what we do. We're developing leadership. 
is to help. The reason you're stuck in that position is because you've got yourself into a, a place where you've limited your point of view. You've limited your vision. You've limited your possibilities, which really means that you're seeing yourself in a limited way and your potential in a limited way. What we can do is help you bust those doors down, bust those walls down and help you start seeing there is more to you there than you're seeing. There's more there than you're recognized. There's more talent. There's more ability. There's more potential that's there. And this is something that we do. We, we work with you to draw that out, to help you to see it so that you can believe in it and now do something about it. So if you're a leader and you're serious about developing your leadership skills and you see that you're stuck, this is what we do. We do it with people all the time to just help them move out. And in that process of helping them to move out, they go from a humdrum, dull, just show up mediocre kind of you know, a leader or manager in their, in, their, in their business to somebody who has a lot of joy, to somebody who has a lot of love for what it is that they're doing and the people they're working with. You are one person in the organization, but that one person, you make that change and you can have a change throughout the whole organization. You really can change people's lives. And you were talking about, this is what you're talking about. You were talking about this earlier. Leaders are there to help people change and to invite them to step it up, to live yes. a bigger life, to live, to fill a bigger position in the role that they play, not only at work, but then, you know, strangely enough, you take it home with you. You're either taking home your, your despair or you're taking home your joy. And that's because you spend so much time at work. Here, here's the thing is, is, you know, coming from, you know, the background that I have, and I'm going to tell you that you're only as good as the weakest link. You know, just on a manufacturing line or anything, you're only, your output is only as good as the, 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 the weakest part of that, that, that group. You know, even if you're, say, producing 100 widgets or whatever at one point, but at one point on the line is only 50, your output's only going to be 50 because it works as a group. It doesn't, you can't, you can't force that, you know, faster than what the weakest link is. And so if, if you set this tone, leaders set this tone of inclusion, altruism, uh, success, driving for success, uh, in, uh, allowing others to give feedback, allowing others to grow and use their talents, and all those things that have BCAP becomes contagious. It does, and it starts to grow and grow and grow, and pretty soon that's that is your culture. So we had an example of that success. last week. Remember Danielle when she was on here? Yeah, I mean, so she's she the manager of a department, big insurance company, on and on and on. This last year, she reduced her size of her team by 50%. She got rid of that kind of the dead wood, the people just kind of hanging on. The result of what you would think like, oh, geez, and they plus they had increased their their uh, their objective 20% for this next year, or this year finishing up, reduced their size, got rid of the dead wood. They have not only exceeded the 20% that they set for themselves, they not only met it, but they have exceeded it. So there's the cost. When you're not leading your team in ways that the people that shouldn't be there, helping them find another opportunity because yes. they, they drag the rest of the team down. Now that those others have gone off and they're doing something else and there's plenty of business opportunities, employment opportunities out there, this team is taking off. It is it is on fire. Exploding. And yeah, she gave us some numbers and it was it was crazy. 
because they got rid of that that feeling of that the Debbie Downers in the group, if you will, that did not want to participate. That's did exactly not want to be a part of that culture. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So what would you suggest to somebody saying, okay, it's scratching their head going, okay, so this sounds great. What do I do? What what can I do? What's, what How do I start finding out about more of what these guys, Rich and Michael, can actually do for me? What what can, what would we suggest that they do? Reach out to us and talk. Let's just talk. Let's sit down and, and get to know one another. Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. You, you can reach out. You can get our phone numbers there. You can get our emails there. And let's talk. And we'll show you. We'll, we will show you how to get on this right path. We'll help you get on that path. And it's simple. It is not difficult. But you have to be willing to open up and understand that, yeah, I can make myself a better leader. You know, it's just like any any great athlete always had a great coach. Any, any you know, that's important to get onto that next level. Whether you feel like you you're you're got it all figured out or not, chances are you have the ability to go even further. So give us a call. Let's Absolutely. talk. Let's get to give us a call. Let's start lining up what it is that you want to do, what you need to do, what you must do. Let's get this figured out. And if you're serious, we can actually absolutely get in there and start things, helping you change things up. And in a very short, I'm telling you, in a very short period of time, you will start seeing changes in yourself in terms of your own self-confidence, your sense of competence, your ability to relate to others, to lead others, to persuade others, to get them to commit to get them to get to, to work with, to be better with their, with each other. It doesn't take long to get these changes started. No. We can help you with that. And then comes the work of how do we do it so that we keep the, the momentum going, accelerate it, and now make it second nature to you. That's what we are experts on. All right. Very good. So here we are. It's about Christmas time. What do you want to say? You know, this time of year is a time for, for peace and for being with your family and, 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 and enjoying the spirit. And we want to wish everybody, you know, happy holidays, happy new year coming up. Enjoy your time with your families. We absolutely appreciate the support and uh, God bless. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Make it a great one, folks. All the best to you. Bye-bye. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.